1: Welcome in to the ACL Pod. I'm ACL. He is Wags, the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. We are here, Wags, NFL Week 10, College Football Week 11. Dave Mason's going to be joining the show to talk all things from behind the counter, what the book is seeing, sharp action, post-election information from him. The absolute craziest event in the history of, of betting, perhaps. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're going to be giving out the contest questions, of course, and we have uh, free plays at the end of the show. So very much looking forward to that. Again, guys, we are on Twitter at the Real Mister ACL. He is at Cap and Wags. The website is TheRealMrACL.com. We're taping this here on Wednesday. The Masters gets going Thursday, so that package is up. Tennis is up. Football is up. College basketball package is up. Everything is going. Big, big, big things happening here in the month of November and onward. Wags. How you
0: doing man? Doing great. Great week uh last weekend. Um you know, I think uh well ha- happy Veterans Day to all those uh out Absolutely. there as we are taping today on Veterans Day. Uh Masters starts tomorrow. Looking real you know, really looking forward to that. So that that's going to be awesome. Um you know, crazy to have the Masters in in uh, November, but uh it- you know, worth the wait. I think it's going to be a great event and um you know, obviously looking forward to the weekend uh, packed with football
1: the masters sunday is going to be on the same day as an nfl sunday <laughs> which crazy. is crazy and amazing at the same time uh, but such as 2020 there we go let's jump into a wag college football uh, obviously we have to talk about what happened saturday night with clemson and notre dame clemson Goes into Notre Dame, loses as a five-point favorite, forty-seven to forty, in double overtime. Of course, without Trevor Lawrence, it should be said. Uh, Backup quarterback DJ Agulier, twenty-nine for forty-four, four hundred and thirty-nine yards, two touchdowns. Um, a lot to, to kind of dissect here. We'll, we'll start it off with just the you know national title implications here, ACC implications here. Um, th- Let's just say that Clemson wins out and Notre Dame wins out, right? They are likely to they, – they would in that case meet in the ACC title game. And, and just for, you know, argument's sake here, say Clemson wins. Is there any chance if that happens that they don't make it as a one-loss ACC champion?
0: I don't think so. I think Clemson, if they win out, beat Notre Dame, um, everybody's healthy, Lawrence is back, uh, they're going to get in. I think we talked a little bit on the pod. Last week, basically saying, look, you know, without Lawrence, they are also missing um, a few guys on defense, which I actually think was a a bigger um, issue for them last uh, or, you know, this past Saturday. Um, You know, I I think they definitely get in and just want to, you know, a couple of uh, notes on that game to me, you know, finally, right, a a big time primetime game that was close. I feel like the last. Twenty thirty games on prime time that were hugely hyped have been blowouts, so it was really nice to be uh, sitting in the fourth quarter uh, with, with some action in the game going on. So that that was great. Um, yeah, I think I was most impressed with Notre Dame's tackling. There were quite a few times that Etienne was uh, you know found a hole and he and he was about to break and and a linebacker you know was able to trip him up or. or you know, put a hit on him, um, you know, before a potential big play. So a, a lot of saving tackles there and um, there were, there was really no huge plays for Clemson. Now, uh, like I said, just echoing what I just mentioned, you know, I think there was the bigger issue for me when watching the game was Clemson's defense. I think they were missing three or four guys, Lawrence, obviously being out, but um, DJ Ugalele was, really impressive i mean look this guy he's gonna be a good one he's gonna be very good look yeah clemson gets the top recruiting class for like the last five or six years um you know and before that top five top ten uh but recently obviously as they've been winning they've been getting the top and the best and the cream of the crop and this guy i'm telling you i mentioned it last week was is a top 20 quarterback in the last or maybe top 15 quarterback uh, recruit in the last 15 or 20 years. I mean, he's that good. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, all the top guys that have come out. This guy is right up there with them. He's a freshman stepping up in a big game, putting up 440 yards, two touchdowns. Um, So obviously Clemson has a lot to Um, look forward to uh, but they have a lot to kind of look forward to uh, this year um, as Lawrence comes back as they get their guys back on defense as they will win out and they will um, you know play Notre Dame in my opinion in the ACC title game for a rematch uh, you're going to see Clemson um, if they do win and get past Notre Dame again or not again this time around the second time around uh, they will be in the final four.
1: So to current odds, so DraftKings has to make the playoff, the college football playoff odds, which I find um, really interesting from week to week. They they update them. Clemson right now is minus 455 to make the playoff. Notre Dame is minus 250 to make the playoff. So then if you move over to ACC conference odds to win the conference, Clemson minus 500, uh, Notre Dame plus 300. So look, if Notre Dame wins the ACC at plus 300 um, – You'd, you know, obviously rather take that than, uh, than some of the other odds here. So it's interesting because Notre Dame has to play North Carolina still on their schedule. Everyone's just kind of assuming it's going to be Clemson-Notre Dame in the ACC title game if, if, you know, whatever happens there happens. But that's not a guarantee that Notre Dame's going to beat North Carolina. Um, Clemson, I, I agree with you. They play Florida State, Pittsburgh, at Virginia Tech, which could be tricky. But by then you would assume that Trevor Lawrence is going to be back as well. So looking at the national title odds, Alabama is now the favorite at plus 125. A lot of that had to do with now because of what happened to uh, Georgia. So the you know toughest competition in the SEC is now the Florida Gators for them. Ohio State's sitting there right at plus 250. That's a nice number there for a team that's almost certainly going to make the Final Four. Clemson's down to plus 350. Um, if Clemson wins out, I totally agree with you. They will get in. So if you're sitting there with a Clemson plus 350 ticket and Ohio State plus 250 ticket, there's a lot worse tickets there. But, man, Clemson, I have to assume that if Trevor Lawrence was playing in this game, they were almost certainly going to win versus Notre Dame. So assuming he comes back, everything's fine. Uh, Having a Clemson plus 350 ticket... Not that awful. Assuming, and, and look, they were like plus 175 prior to, to the uh, Notre Dame game. And as you said, Wags, if they went out, they're almost certainly going to make the Final Four there. So not so. a ton has changed for me there from a numbers perspective.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, look, Notre Dame had to play a very you know near-perfect game to beat Clemson, right. um, and, and Clemson didn't play that well. They played okay, um, uh, but Notre Dame, you know, look, definitely give credit where it's due. They played a great game. Um, they looked impressive. They looked good. Uh, and they won the game. But, you know, Vegas, myself, you know, many others out there also are believers in Clemson still, right? They, they still have kind of, um, you know, first off, their squ- schedule. They're going to win out. They're going to get to the ACC championship. Now, n- not only does Notre Dame have UNC, but um, But they're also playing, I believe, uh, this week at Boston College. And, and, you know, you you might say things happen, but things Things. happen. Let down 13 point favorites lose all the time. Right. Yep. You know, let down games happen, um, especially after a huge win like that. You know, you're you're celebrating you're over, you know, you're you're reading the news clippings, uh, as ACL likes to say often um, about themselves. And, And guess what? You know, BC's sitting there kind of, salivating at a chance this is their super bowl now right we're we're gonna go play the you know this top team that just beat knocked off number one and now they're sitting in the top f- three and all this stuff so um yeah i you know i would not overlook boston college this week
1: shout out to liberty wags the team that you were hyping you have been hyping they they're 7-0 we're not obviously talking about them to win the national title just as an aside here they go into virginia tech 17 point dogs when outright, man, shout out to all the Liberty people out there. Congratulations. That's right. Liberty flames yeah. ranked
0: Hugh freeze. Look, this guy, uh, um, he'll, he'll be gone within six months. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. I, I mean, I have notes here. Look, I've talked about it for like the last three, four five weeks that Liberty flame, the Liberty flames are legit. Hugh freeze is legit. They continue to impress. They have a pretty solid quarterback. Um, there was no reason that they should have been 15 to 17 point dogs. Why they weren't on my card last week apologies but hopefully um the podcast kind of gave you incentive to go out and take liberty um i actually thought that the line was too high um, which is why i left it off the card meaning um i thought they Something were basically enticing people to take yep. liberty yep. um i was wrong um i i should have had it on the card um but it is what it is look you know you don't bet it you don't lose um sadly you don't bet it you don't win uh but i'm not surprised uh hugh freeze like uh, like you just said will be gone next year um for one of the big five uh probably back in the sec coaching yeah exactly (laughs) probably back in the sec if not maybe big 10 or uh who knows yeah big 12 maybe
1: The Liberty Flames this week, guys, they're playing Western Carolina at home. They're minus 32 and a half if you are so inclined and interested in that. Wags, I wanted to talk about Cincinnati and BYU, two teams that we have talked about at length on this podcast. Cincinnati was 200 to 1 a couple weeks ago. They are now 80 to 1 to win the national title. BYU absolutely demolishes Boise at Boise. They are down to 80 to 1 to win the national title as well. So they have the same odds. However, if you didn't click on the next tab over to make the college football playoff, Cincinnati is plus 325. If you look above in the Bs, BYU is 9 to 1. So, national champion, they're both 80 to 1. However, to make the college football playoff, which you have to do last I checked to win the national title, BYU is 9 to 1, Cincinnati's plus 325. Therefore, if you're interested in BYU, uh, take a look at that because what they're basically telling you is BYU essentially has almost no path to make the final four, whereas Cincinnati, yes, things have to happen as we've discussed. Um, but I think that their path is pretty clear. Win out, have a couple things happen. Maybe Notre Dame slips up, uh, maybe Florida slips up, and then Cincinnati gets in as the, as that uh, four seed, and you have a really nice ticket there. But it's really unfortunate for BYU. They're a solid team. I mean, when, I mean, they were steamed on Friday, I believe it was uh, two and a half up to four against Boise. Blew them out first yeah. half, blew him out second half. Never really uh, looked back there. But Cincinnati at plus three twenty five to make the playoffs, and an eighty to one ticket now, two hundred one a couple weeks ago to make the play to uh, win the national title. Not the worst ticket in the world.
0: Yeah, no, I think both of these teams are really good. I would love to see them play uh, to get into that fourth spot. Um, Have eight teams. Yeah, exactly. I look. NFL, you know, is, about to NFL do it. is about to open that up. <laughs> Which is, a, you know, an interesting conversation because I don't know the answer about um, bets that you said, you know, team would or would not yeah, make the playoffs. So. they're
1: figuring out. Know, the, the the answer is some books have already talked about it. Some would void, you know, to make or to miss the playoff bets mm. because it, it, it's quite frankly not fair to them, which I totally understand. If they add a playoff team in the middle of the year, exactly. uh, some would keep action, some would um, void them, which I think would probably be within their, their rights to since the main, you know, f- the the point of the bet was changed halfway through
0: absolutely so um but yeah again Cincinnati has been uh, you know just continues to win big blowout win against um who did they play Memphis this week or Houston um Houston. Memphis and, yep exactly and, and BYU I mean that was an impressive win on uh Friday night they uh blew out Boise State on the road um you know Boise State had three points through the third quarter I mean they mm. scored you know two late touchdowns um but BYU wins on the road 51-17 they are really good um to be honest I think BYU is better than Cincinnati um but you know completely understand uh, the rankings and how that how that works and, and why Vegas has the numbers that, that, that they
1: do right now the Florida Gators want to touch on them a team you they played Georgia this past weekend they won 44 to 28 they closed plus three I believe you had Florida on the money line for a nice size play there, which was fantastic. Great call on your end. Um, Kyle Trask, a guy we talked about for the Heisman Trophy, 30 for 43, 474, and four touchdowns against a darn good defense uh, that the Georgia Bulldogs have there. He's down to a 10 to 1 to win the Heisman. Only three people ahead of him Justin Fields at even money, Mac Jones at 3 to 1, Trevor Lawrence at 4 to 1. Um, look, I mean, Georgia, they're. they're essentially out of it in the national title landscape. Never want to say never. Obviously, they could win out and I guess maybe sneak in there if they beat Alabama um, in the uh, title game there. But effectively, George is out, um, which is the reason you saw this massive shift and the odds are Alabama went from around 3-1 to one to now the plus 125, I think it is favored to win the national title there. So great call on the Gators there, a, a really, really nice showing there. Their defense, I'll say, stepped up somewhat, only giving up 28 points, which for them has been pretty good. But uh, that offense, man, is really, really solid.
0: Yeah, their offense is solid. Um, You know, the reason I took them, first off, Georgia had a lot of guys out on defense, um, three or four guys. But to be honest, the Gators defense, even though, you know, early on they were giving up points like crazy, has improved, not dramatically, but improved somewhat over time. Um, And I think that it was going to be really tough for Georgia to basically play keep up with Florida. Um, and that exact—that's exactly what happened. Georgia scored 14 points real quick, right? 14 nothing within the first few minutes, and then scored a touchdown in the second, a touchdown in the third, and that was it. Um, Florida was able to kind of keep the, uh, you know, the pedal to the metal, if you will, and continue to um, push and press. Now Georgia second half completely clamped down, uh, defensively. Uh, I think that that second half total finished at 13 total points between both teams. Yep. So seven to six Georgia yeah. won it. Um, so, you know, kudos to Georgia for making adjustments. It was just way too little, too late. And, um, you know, Florida just put up a ton of points and a ton of yards in that first half and, and they couldn't keep up. Um, something that, uh, you know, of note that you'd mentioned t- Kyle Trask, I think last week from went from, uh, Plus twelve hundred to plus, you know ten to one from twelve to one to ten to one uh, for the Heisman. But the biggest flip was uh, Justin Fields was plus one fifty. Now he's even money, um, and Mac Jones was plus one twenty five and he went to three to one. Um, so that that's something to make note of. Justin Fields now the favorite to win the Heisman.
1: Yep, a lot of that I think had to do with Trevor Lawrence, you know, missing. The big primetime game, I mean, to win the Heisman, you don't necessarily have to play every game, but it's really important to play those big Saturday night primetime games that everybody's watching. I think I saw the rating. Somebody tweeted it out. It might have been Brad Powers. It was some some insane rating on that Saturday night Clemson Notre Dame game. Um, So a lot of people got to see that. And uh, it would have been nice for, you know, Trevor Lawrence's Heisman ticket holders to uh, have him in that game. Uh, the Florida Gators. I mean, the the SEC is is pretty basic and simple at this point. Florida wins out. If Florida wins out, if Alabama wins out, they're going to play in the SEC title game. Uh, Florida has five games left. Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU. With LSU clearly not being what they were last year, I think that the Gators are certainly favored to win, will be certainly favored to win all those games. Um and then play Florida, play uh, Alabama in the SEC, SEC title game. So certainly understand where those numbers are coming down from. Uh, let's move over to the NFL wags. Top obviously game this past week was Saints versus Bucks. Man, the Saints, <laughs> they so the Saints were around plus five and a half, close around plus three. Um, I played them on a teaser up to plus ten. Love the spot here for the Saints. Didn't really get the love for the Bucks. I mean, we saw in game one. It, in week one when these two teams played in New Orleans, it was very much a matchup issue uh, that favored the Saints here. The Bucks, I talked about, they had a short week. They were on Monday Night Football. Yes, they had revenge. And yes, they were sort of looking ahead to this game, which is often an indicator that a team's going to perform well. But that just was not the case here. So Saints, now 3-1 to one favorites to win the NFC. Uh, do you agree with that move? Are the Saints kind of your top team in the NFC here as far as the Super Bowl numbers as I pull them up here? Um they are now third. They're 7-1. There's only two teams ahead of them. The Steelers are plus 550 to win the Super Bowl, and the Kansas City Chiefs are plus 350. But the next closest team in the NFC to win the Super Bowl, 9-1. to one. So for me, the Saints are clearly one. There's no, like, 1A, one 1B. One They're the number one team in the NFC right now in terms of my power ranking. 7-1 to one to win the Super Bowl right now.
0: Yeah, the, the Saints really impressed me. Um, but they, they really have Tampa's number. They, they've beaten yep. Tampa the last six games they played and 16 of the last 20. Think about that. They, their divisional game, st- they won 16 of the last 20 games they played against the Bucks. Now, that's impressive. I mean, there's so much parity in this league, um, and the Saints just own them. So, um, yeah, you can make the point that, look, the Saints were really good the last few years, and Tampa not so good. But um, even so, this, the Tampa, Tampa Bay this year, really good. Saints, solid. Maybe, uh, you know, much, obviously much more impressive after that huge win. So um, uh, do I like the Saints in the NFC? Uh, I do. But, again, there's so much parity. Uh, as long as – look, I like the Bucks still. I mean, as long as they don't – you know, if the Saints lose early, I think the Bucs ha- have a good defense. I mean, they just got uh, – I don't even know. They didn't show up. Um, you know, obviously – You could just sort
1: of tell they – I don't want to say quit because that's strong, but it, they just sort of had – It was like they got down fourteen nothing, and it was like boom, done. Yep. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: The the air completely, you know, deflated, and um, yeah. But look, I like those two teams. Who else is up there? The Packers. um, Look, the Packers have impressed me. I'll I'll admit, you know, I'll admit when I'm I was wrong before the season. I did not think the Packers were going to be that good. I still am undecided if they're like that good. You know, are they going to be able to contend? Um, But look you know they they're a solid team, um you know, but the, I guess the saints I have to have them um, you know slightly ahead of everybody else, especially after what they did last week. Uh, now Michael Thomas is back, and um oh, know, he yeah, oh, he played oh yeah, he did play oh, nice. he did play, congratulations
1: thanks, <laughs>
2: thanks Michael
1: Thomas. <laughs> Their, their schedule, I will say, aside from that they obviously play the Chiefs down in Week 15, but I mean, look, they get the Niners, they get Atlanta, they get Denver, they get Atlanta, they get Philly, they get Minnesota and Carolina. Not exactly murderers row there, so uh the saints are in prime position to get that one seed and again the one seed gets the bye in the nfl this year so that's a that was a huge win for them against tampa bay uh to have the you know 2-0 tiebreaker versus the bucks should they need it later in the year so um i can certainly understand a lot of the love for the saints there wanted to talk you asked, about the monday night game a barn burner it actually was a really really good game if you kind of take the uh names off the helmets patriots versus the jets Adam Gase, the, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, it was actually great for me. I wound up uh, middling the game, took the Patriots uh, pick them in the teaser, and then came back with the Jets plus 10 at uh, at kick. However, the last play of the game, it's tied. The Patriots are going down to kick the field goal. There's eight seconds left. This is just – that it showcased everything you need to know about coaches and good coaches versus bad coaches. The Jets, they're sitting there. There's like, I believe, eight seconds left. The Patriots are, I don't know, 20, 30 yards away from field goal range. And they just back up, back up, back up, let Cam Newton throw the ball down 25 yards. The guy goes down, kick the game-winning field goal, boom, over. If you're the Jets and you're Adam Gase, all you have to do is hold all the receivers at the line of scrimmage, let the clock run out, you get a five-yard holding penalty, and then the Patriots have one untimed down where they have to throw a Hail Mary. Instead, he, he doesn't understand this basic concept, and he just tells his guys to play prevent defense. They're backing up, backing up, let the pitchers get whatever they want, and what do you know what happens? So if it's Bill Belichick, if it's kind of these you know new-age coaches, Mike Variable, McVay would have figured it out too. But to me, that was everything you want to know about why Adam Gase shouldn't be coaching in this league. And my, and my guess is that they're keeping him so they keep losing games to get Trevor Lawrence, which is fine. But that to me, I'm sitting there looking at the TV, I'm like, why is he not has he not figured this out? And lo and behold, the announcers of course had no clue. Uh, and the next day on Twitter, people who know these these things were talking about it as well. But man, the Jets absolutely find ways, much like the Chargers, to just blow games.
0: I have one note that I made under this um, you know, topic with the Jets. And it Adam Gase is the woat. <laughs> he is the worst i will continue to hate him hate on him he's terrible jets count your blessings you will have the number one pick and you um yeah congratulations you have the worst coach in the nfl
1: good teams win great teams cover though
0: that is true and right. uh you know it was a great middle by you uh you had mentioned that um last week i believe on the pod uh with you know potentially this middle so uh really solid call um and yeah you know jets jets get the cover and patriots get the win and um you know maybe a little bit of confidence going into this week uh patriots have uh the baltimore ravens so that's gonna yeah, be a good game there yep. uh
1: baltimore minus seven minus seven and a half at new england depending on where you look yeah well, i was on the jets last week and i was on the cowboys last week so both
0: both, both got to the window hey yep. good
1: teams win great teams cover guys great.
0: Great, great calls. Uh, great I mean, teams. Yeah, that, great teams. that Dallas was, you know, kind of a, uh, a layup. Um, you know, everybody high on Pittsburgh, super low on Dallas, and, um, you know, Garrett Gilbert.
1: Hold your nose, plays. Put them in, hold your nose while you're doing it. Don't don't think about it. Yep. Just take the points and leave. Totally. Um, before we bring in Dave Mason, I want to just talk about the Miami Dolphins. Tua continues to impress. I mean, look, 20 for 28 at Arizona, they close as around plus four dogs, they get the outright win, 20 of 28 for 248 yards, two touchdowns, 35 yards rushing, he had five yards per rush attempt, Uh, the Dolphins are down to plus 125 to make the playoffs, they're 6 to 1 to win the AFC East, which I don't think is the worst bet in the world, Uh, the Bills are a minus 1,000 favorite, which I get, they beat the Dolphins' heads up already, I understand, Um, But there's a lot to like I mean Brian Flores is now the favorite to win coach of the year Which I think he should be I think he will win it Um, This team you can just tell You know we we talk about um franchises and just sort of culture the Jets have zero they're going nowhere the Browns for years have had zero I actually like what Stefanski's done but this Dolphins team from where they were we'll say two three years ago with Gase to even last year in the beginning to where they are now a total 180 Uh,
0: night and day Tua definitely impressed especially after the first game against the Rams if you actually watch that game he managed the game well they won the game they didn't ask him to do too much but he also he he looked okay he looked okay um last week, you know, the the Sunday against uh, Arizona, big primetime game. Um who would have thought Miami and Arizona would be that primetime slot 425 um game game of the week, uh but it was a great game Tua looked very good. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He was making throws. Um you know, he he looked very good and and the Dolphins continue to kind of win as this undervalued team. Um, and all the credit has to go to Coach Flo, Coach Flores. He's, he's done a great job there um, in Miami. And, um, yeah, uh, good for them. They're on their way up. And, uh, you know, I didn't think it would happen this quickly, um, to be honest. I, I, uh, but the Dolphins are 5-3. and three.
1: They are indeed. You know, a lot of people have often complained about the way the NFL schedules games. They put, like, 10 games at the 1 p.m. Eastern hour, and they put, you know, sometimes like two or three games in the 4:30 hour. Well, this week they're kind of trying something new. I'll just give them credit for hearing people. There are only five one o'clock games this Sunday. There are six four o'clock games this Sunday. So we'll see. It'll be an interesting, weird thing to have at you know 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Only five games going on. <laughs> I've so, been saying
0: it for years. Now I don't think. Yeah. I think the. You know, it doesn't have to be instead of eight and three, you know, going to five and six is a little extreme. But, you know, if maybe it was six and five. Um, look, I, I I love it. I think there's going to be, you know, much more, you know, f- much more to watch uh, during the later afternoon on Sunday when nobody has anything to do. And if you have three games and they all kind of are blowouts or not that inter- interesting, then, um, you know, at least now you have something else to watch. It also makes I mean, I know we don't want to. Uh, go too deep on fantasy stuff but you know it makes things like that more interesting and more fun so uh.
1: yeah there's some conspiracy maybe not so much conspiracy but there's some people out there that think a lot of that had to do with the masters being the sunday as well they didn't they wanted to maybe move it around a little bit for that so hey sunday should be amazing one of the better sports sundays of all time quite frankly uh here in november so all right wags i want to bring in dave mason from Bet online again we're going to talk to him about You know, where things are from behind the counter, sharp action, how the book's done. Uh, It's always good to just hear the insight from the other side of the counter. It uh, definitely can help. So he's going to talk about that post-election stuff, just how that uh, all got created out and all that. So uh, we're going to hear from Dave Mason now. And I want to welcome into the show the one and only Dave Mason from Bet Online. Of course, you can follow Dave on Twitter at Dave Mason B O L, one of the absolute best Twitter follows out there. We had Dave on a couple weeks ago, about a week before the election, to talk all things election betting, odds, movement, individual states, all that. So Dave, I want to jump right into that before we touch upon football. As far as election betting at BOL you know overall how was the action how
2: was the overall
1: handle there for you guys
2: oh it, it was it was insane i knew it was, i knew it was going to be huge i knew this is going to be just one of those kind of conor mcgregor fluy may the weather kind of events kind of one-off events that are just you know that we love so much because um, you know you, you every year you know you're going to do wellness big on the super bowl and march madness kentucky derby and all but it's these one-off events that really make 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 it special you know that so the action was just insane i mean we did twice as ma- much action on this on this um, election than we did the last two Super Bowls. And that wow! we wait! That wait. Is, twice
1: as much on this yep. election than the last no, two Super Bowls. No, no, Bowls. no. I mean,
2: I mean, twi- I mean, as much action as the last two Super Bowls. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So, so about twice as much as a regular Super Bowl. Sorry right. about that. Wow! Yeah, that's so, that's still and, unbelievable. Oh, it's insane. I mean, I would have lost a huge bet on that if you if you asked me. Yeah. Set odds on. You know, I, I didn't think we'd overtake a Super Bowl. I knew we were going to take o- over other big events um but I, I didn't think we would overtake a super bowl that's just unheard of the super bowl is a super bowl you know that's the always thing you talk about oh it's a super bowl it's the biggest bet event you know it's this is our super bowl that says this team's super bowl etc etc but now man it, it, it's a 2020 election it, it was insane how much I, I mean just all the big bets too just the volume i mean i've never seen so many five figure and even six six figures coming on anything it, ever not even not even close so you know you add up all that volume and and it makes for makes for the biggest bet uh, event in the history of bet online
1: now we are taping this um about four days after the networks called it on saturday for joe biden but obviously the Trump team is going to court, disputing some of the right. results, et cetera. So in terms of grading, how does that affect you guys? Not, you know, the the overall election winner, Biden right. or Trump and in the individual states, the ones obviously that haven't been called yet. I know you you can't grade, but some right. of the other ones, you know, the California's, the Oklahomas, right. those. I assume those have been paid out.
2: Yeah, the no-brainer states have been paid out. Obviously, the the states that are still white on the map, um, I believe there's four or five of them still. Yep. They haven't been paid out. But also a couple of the other states that Trump is, you know, you hear whispers that Trump might, you know, um, uh, um, you know. Dispute, Tr- we shall say dispute. Exactly, Thank you very much. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> big, big word for me. Uh, dispute. Uh, we, we've left them no action, I and mean, not no action, but we've left them pending as well. Um, we there's just so much damn money on this thing. We really have to be makes a hundred percent sure because you know it, it's this. This isn't some halftime Super Bowl prop that you know. There's a gray area. You know, I, I've used the analogy before, like you know the. Uh, who, who does the MVP thank first? And, you know, you have God and family and this and that and the other thing. And he makes some kind of gray area comment, right. you know. The Lord was looking down on me. And, like, people, that's it. Great it. <laughs> and the other people are like, no, that's not a thank. You know, and you're like, oh, shit. You know, and right. then you just all right just grade it what the hell Grade, grade two winners whatever you know we can't do that here there's just too much money on the line we get we have to wait believe me no one wants to grade it faster than we do because we need biden for an absolute ton it will be our biggest win on any event in the history of bet online if biden is the winner um so we want to grade it i mean we're not holding out all my you know if it's the other way around and people have these conspiracy theories then okay they, they might have you know if we were holding out paying out trump bets because we would get our, our our tails handed to us if trump wins okay maybe we can have that argument it wouldn't be true but we can have that argument um but we want to grade this faster than anybody we don't make any money holding on to these bets you know right. we want to grade the trump losers which would be a big win for us and also get biden winners their money because what happens then they start betting on football and all this other stuff and, and not keeping them um active for one day you're trying to keep them active for the rest of the season so the sooner they get their money the better the better chance we have them keeping them active throughout the football season so You know, no one wants us to grade it faster than we do, but that being said, we have to wait. I mean, even if there's a 1% chance it's overturned. If we graded Biden winner today, and let's say there's a 1% chance that this gets overturned, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what the chance is. Is it less than 1%, a little bit more than 1%, it depends who you talk to. Some people are convinced it's going to get overturned. But even if there's a 1% chance it gets overturned, and that 1% hits, we already paid out Biden guys, and now these Trump guys want their dang money in three weeks, a month, whenever that is. What do we do? You know, you can't not pay them, and we can't, we can't pay out two winners on this. That's absurd. So at um, the, the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, you have to wait till it's official. These recounts come in, and if these legal proceedings hold any water. We might be grading it in a few days, a few hours. Doubtful where it might be january 20th and one of them has the bible on uh, you know uh, out from the monument <laughs> and the other you know so who the hell knows
1: makes total sense so it sounds like i mean i th- if i if if memory serves when we spoke a few weeks ago going into it, about five or six days going into it you guys were pretty i think you were in the black in terms of of both guys meaning you were going to do all right regardless so you're saying that yeah. a ton of it sounds like yeah. trump money came in late
2: yeah, I mean, like, the last week or so, yeah, it, it, was, it was it was crazy. Um, it started to come in right around that time um, when we had that podcast, because now, now it rings a bell. Like, I kind of looked that – after right. we did that podcast, you know, I kind of looked that day, the next day, I think, and I was like, oh, my God. With that, <laughs> we're in the red book quite a bit on Trump. Maybe that info wasn't really up to date that I provided yesterday. But it it went from black, black to big exposure like overnight and then every day it just compounded it, it, it was crazy it was like the fibonacci formula it just kept on spiraling out man it, it was it was nuts it and, and the election day was just crazy i mean it, it was just a massive massive liability all the late maga money maybe yeah. Yeah. I mean, so one thing that I found fascinating about this was the live betting aspect to it.
1: I was tweeting throughout the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, the greatest live betting opportunity in the history of mankind, which is actually true because what what I went into this thinking was, and if you read any of these kind of state news alerts that were going out the days before, they were literally telling you that the mail-in ballots were going to be counted Second, we're going to be counted late. We're going to be counted mm-hmm. perhaps even the next day, especially in Pennsylvania. They were mm-hmm. legally not allowed to start counting the mail-in ballots until Wednesday. So just based on that information, knowing that the mail-in ballots right. were heavily tilted toward the Democrats, it was fully expected that Trump was going to get out ahead in some right. of the early vote count. Right, But in my mind, the markets, the live betting markets were simply not accounting for this at all. Now you weren't. Right. Donald Trump got up to like as high, I believe, minus 800, minus 900 in, in some places. Um, and I think what was happening was people were getting the mindset, oh, my gosh, this is 2016 all yep. over again. Right. Biden was favored going in just like Hillary was. The F- Florida uh, went down. Trump was ahead in Georgia, ahead in North yep. Carolina. And then, boom, this money just started flowing in. And then, boom, all the mail and stuff, all that came in mm. late after midnight just as the states told it told you that it was legally going to uh and then by about 5 or 6 a.m on wednesday biden was around a minus 200
2: favorite no you're spot on um there, the, a lot of what you said is tr- everything you said is true um you know it there was that was a big part of it um the florida thing you know that that was that first big state that the networks yep. are watching right as that florida and that's such a key state and um it's like okay, he's winning that. He's getting a Latino vote, all right. And then uh, you know some of those 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 key states up north, the, the Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, they're like oh my God, he's winning there. And there was like yeah, there was a lot of deja vu to it, you know. Uh, I there I think there was definitely overreaction by us and our competitors. Um, and, it, and I think a lot of it had to do with deja vu and that huge red number we all shared on Trump. So there was outstanding value on buy and i saw some very sharp people on twitter saying it <clears throat> and sure enough you know it, and that had a big part to do with it what you said it was exactly why <clears throat> trump got down the early lead was was because they're doing all the in-person voting first and then then the uh, ballot vote the uh, the uh, mail-ins and and you got you got to think too i mean you know that we trade this once every four years right you know we're not we're, <laughs> We're not by any, you know, it's not like an NFL game where we we know our, we can put these numbers blindfolded and drunk, and and we're gonna do okay. You know, it's it's, we're out of our little, we're out of our comfort zone a little bit here on, on the election. So it, it's that that deja vu thing does come to into play. You know, you're you're not gonna get that kind of, <clears throat> pan. I don't want to use the word panic, but um. Over adjusting, I don't know on something like an NFL game. You know, we're going to respect our sharp backs and we're going to respect our models and our, and our and our charts and all that stuff. And and you know, maybe tweak the odds a little bit here and there to, based on the public. But at the end of the day, we're, we have faith in our number now politics you know this doesn't happen you know 16 times every weekend throughout the fall and early winter this is once every four years so there there was a little bit of a, a deja vu paranoia thing just to put it over the top like holy hell this is happening again you know we got this red number on trump how are we gonna manage this? So you know, our guys caught on pretty quick though. You know, we had uh, our sharpest guy was trading at day of, and, and he's sharper than hell. And um, we didn't go as high as some books, but we went high. And you got it. That that's another thing. You, you know, you have to stay, you have to stay with the market too, to a certain extent. You right. Know, you can't. We can't stick to our guns and say, oh no no no, Biden's minus minus three hundred when every other book on f- place of the earth has them at minus at uh, Trump at minus seven. You just can't do that. You just can't. You got to stay somewhat with the market.
1: You absolutely do. Um, People just go there, just, you know, try to... Try to get a, a a a nice middle, try to side yep. you, perhaps something yep. like that. So it makes total sense based upon you know the liability that you had going in, along with just sort of the general market consensus there. But uh, yeah, that was something I was definitely definitely prepared for was these late mail-in ballots. They they the states literally told you, <laughs> meaning you the, not you bet online but you the the general public that this was going to happen. So um, there were definitely some uh, some opportunities I'll say to uh, sure take advantage of that later on in the evening uh moving over to football dave this past weekend nfl college uh huge games uh just you know looking at college clemson notre dame was big um how did you guys do overall from a college and nfl
2: perspective
1: uh this past weekend
2: college was okay nothing nothing great um huge huge win on that notre dame game we needed notre dame big but we lost even bigger on, on florida so those are the two biggest decisions of the day and we want want them went one on one in them but overall decent day you know nothing nothing great <laughs> NFL on the other hand I mean that that was that the, that was a great 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 Sunday I mean that was just not as good as the previous Sundays I mean we you know the NFL season started out if with a grind man you know like I week two was the worst loss in the in the history of the company and there was just you know a couple other losses there and just small wins and it it was a real grind but we we've done real well no complaints the last two weekends um so we did great on sunday uh who do we win on the bills was massive jaguars cowboys dolphins lost on uh the packers thursday night Ravens was a big loss. Raiders were were a loss. The, I mean, the the, the the one o'clock games, man. That Bills game and the Ravens game, the the action on those were like, they both games did more action than the Monday night the Monday night football game. I mean, the Monday night football game sucked. It was a turkey, but still it was a standalone game. They right. should do more than a one o'clock game. It doesn't matter who the hell is playing. But yeah, the, the action on that Bills game and, and the Ravens game, both of those games were just enormous. I
1: imagine that Steelers Cowboys game. Steelers closing yeah. on minus fourteen. I imagine if the Cowboys had been able to pull that one out, it would have crushed a ton of parlay, you know, money yeah. line parlay, bridge jumpers, right?
2: Absolutely, you got that right. And there was, there was a couple games like that. We were we were rooting for the uh, for the Jets there Monday Night Football to pull it out to, to do the same.
1: Adam GaSe just couldn't get it done for you guys. His <laughs> his great coaching skills were not able to get the job done.
2: <laughs> nope
1: uh wanted to touch upon we're we're taping this midweek uh, a couple days here before the masters goes thursday can't wait for the masters my favorite event of the entire year so many opportunities just because there's so many more props there's so many more matchups or so many more bets that pre- that present opportunities for the better where are you guys going into the tournament on thursday from a liability perspective here
2: um yeah, we have some big ones, its sus- and it's the usual suspects. Speth is our biggest liability. Um, wow. Deschambeau DeChambe- is right behind him. The, the, then the uh, the annual liability of Tiger, of course, mm. that was a huge win for the public last year. And Kepka and Matt Wolf, those are our top five exposures. But uh, now the action's awesome. It, it's, it's great. Um, you know. Uh, but, going to be curious to see if we do as much as we usually do um when it's you know in april compared to what are we in november now how how bizarre is this to be playing the masters in november but it's 2020 what the hell um (laughs) (laughs) it's just nuts but uh yeah it's gonna be crazy see with sunday's gonna be a fun day of watching nfl and the masters man it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: should be an insane weekend. Yeah, that that uh, that Jordan Spieth number is interesting. I mean, obviously he hasn't been in the best of form in the last few years. He, he did start out well last week. So uh, I know some people, some sharp guys that I exchanged information with, uh, you know, may, may, maybe making a case for Spieth as the first-round leader, but not the overall leader there. So, uh, you know, it sounds like from – from uh, what you're telling me, a lot of people are just hoping that he can sort of bring that magic back from when he uh, he won the uh, the green jacket there. But yeah, fifty-five to one on Jordan Spieth currently there should be a very interesting thing. And I assume you guys are going to be doing uh, live betting for the Masters too.
2: Oh yeah, we'll be turning yep. out the live odds without a doubt. Good, good. Um, all right, Dave.
1: Really appreciate it, man. I love talking election stuff with you. It's uh, like you said, one of those things that happens once every four years. So maybe we'll uh, reconvene the election talk in the, uh, the uh, well, midterms of you know, we,
2: we already have 2024 <laughs> odds up, man. Let's I mean, let's, let's get the conversation
1: going here, you know. We <laughs> talked a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago. You know, Kamala was the favorite going into the election, yeah. obviously, as the vice president elect, as we currently sit now. She's the odds on favorite for 2024,
2: right? She sure is. Uh, she's, she's right there. She's the favorite. I think she's 5-1 to one now. Just put, yeah,
1: 5-1. You yeah. have Pence and Nikki Haley at 8-1. to one.
2: And who do you think our big, biggest exposure is for 2024? I'm going to say
1: Donald Trump Sr. You
2: sure got it. <laughs> just <far>. a guess. <laughs> yeah. All the MAGA money, baby. <laughs> Pile back. I need him to concede so we can just do it again in four years. I, really, I don't care. I don't want to get involved in the controversy. I just want him to concede
1: so we can run it back in four years from now. He is currently, and when I say Donald Trump Senior, he usually doesn't go by that name. We'll we'll call him President Trump. Currently, President Trump to win the twenty twenty four election is twenty five to one.
2: Yeah, I mean that
1: number adds up quick. I think
2: think it's I think it's good value.
1: Actually, I mean (laughs) I can't disagree. You know damn well he's going to run again. Yeah, you do. You know damn well he's going to run again. All right. Hey, if if you can get somebody who's, you know, in the top one or two or three people in 2024 at 25 to one, I mean, I don't care who it is. Those are pretty, pretty good odds. So now if he somehow reverses the decision, somehow wins this election in 2020. Unless they change the law, he obviously can't run again in twenty twenty four. So that well, would sort of be free yeah, money for you guys. I,
2: I, yeah, I mean, we would keep him on there because you never know. It's Trump, man. Yeah, he I mean, could who, change the who law. The knows, who the hell knows what happens? But <laughs> it wouldn't be twenty five to one anymore. he drop down to right. seventy five to one or something.
1: Absolutely, good stuff, Dave. Uh, what kind of promos and all that does uh, Bet Online have going on right now for for the folks?
2: Yep, uh, all sorts of good promos, deposit promos. If you're a first-time crypto user, you can get a 100% bonus with um, promo code BOL. Or no, what is it? Crypto 100. Sorry about that. And uh, they get 35% reload bonuses, too, for crypto. If you're not into crypto, uh, 50% welcome bonus, BOL 1000. Also, for the Masters, we have a ten thousand dollar contest this weekend. It's kind of a props predictor contest, so uh, free to enter. Just gotta bet twenty five bucks on the Masters to qualify for the ten grand.
1: Awesome, good stuff, Dave. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And we are back. Awesome stuff from Dave Mason. Always love having him on. Appreciate his time. I mean, just amazing stuff in terms of the volume that he was talking about from the election. And I I do find it funny. (laughs) You know, everyone's just, when are you going to grade it? When are you going to grade it? And I totally understand where he's coming from in terms of the if they grade it and somehow something, you know, something happens. Uh, that would be a problem for them just based on the amount of money there. So I, I get them wanting to wait a, you know, a week or two just until things are fully official. States start certifying things. The Electoral College meets and actually votes. So it makes a ton of sense there from, uh, of from course. Dave's I perspective. Mean,
0: and the, the look, you, you got to wait because think about it. They had more action by far than any Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, unbelievable. So, I mean, imagine having to pay out on everything if they were, you know, if they paid out on Biden now. Or for all those biden tickets or whatever tickets and then they and then to go back and even if it's a like he said i think like a one percent chance you know some people he said quote some people are convinced that it's going to get overturned so if that's the case you got to hold off because you don't want to have to have that much liability and have to pay out um you know maybe to to everything so you know kind of hold on um you know if you if you're waiting for for the for them to grade it and pay it out it's going to happen soon enough um so
1: yeah and good like insight. he said i mean they want you you being the better to have the money in your account so you can go bet it does them no good to just hold your money uh if they're eventually going to have to pay it out anyway so they prefer you have it and then go bet football or something or go to the casino or whatever i mean they, they It's not like they're they're sort of bogarting and just sort of holding people's money there. So I I fully understand where he's coming from. Um, Wags wanted to look at two games here. First of all, in college, the Miami-Virginia Tech game. Very interesting here. The number nine ranked Miami Hurricanes travel to Blacksburg, take on the 4-3 and Virginia Tech Hokies. Virginia Tech currently a two-point favorite. Total is 67. The total has seen some sharp over money so far. Earlier in the week, from the opener of 65, a very interesting line. I'll say. I mean, Virginia Tech comes in. We talked about it. A huge, embarrassing home loss to Liberty as 17-point favorites. Miami, they have an extra day here off last week's Friday night game. 44 to 41 win at NC State. So back-to-back road games here. They did fail to cover that as a 10-point favorite, though. So, you know, look. If it, I, we talked about. It, it's probably going to be Notre Dame Clemson. But should something happen with either of those teams up at the top, I mean, if either of these two teams, Miami or Tech, want some semblance of hope in terms of getting to the ACC title game, obviously they have to win this game. The loser is effectively out. So uh, Miami's 5-1 in conference. Virginia Tech is 4-2 in conference. So both teams looking up, obviously, at Notre Dame and, and uh, Clemson. To win the ACC right now, Miami's 20-1. to one. Virginia Tech is 50-1. to one. So cer- certainly an interesting line here, to say the least here.
0: Yeah, no, definitely an interesting line. Look, Miami's look great. There's, there's no doubt about it. Last week, national TV Friday night, at NC State, um, they were down, or you know, down a little bit. They came back. Um, Derek King has been the source of their success, and and they've had a few receivers step up. Um, you know, they, they were missing. Uh, one of their big tight ends, and and Will Mallory is is kind of stepped up, but you know particularly Harley on the outside number three, he he's he's done a tremendous job for them in the slot. Um, defensively though, that that's going to be their biggest issue. They 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 have really good de- a really good defensive line, but but beyond that, their linebackers are are mediocre at best. It's not the you know the old school Miami linebackers that you're used to. And they have a couple of big names on the outside, DJ Ivy and Alblades Jr. Um, but honestly, they're, they're both really not that good, frankly. So, um, you know, teams can have success through the air. Um, and, you know, th- this game is going to be interesting because I, I think a lot of people, a lot of the public, you know, might think this Virginia Tech's loss to Liberty last week is an embarrassment. You know, I argue this loss is no different than Virginia Tech losing to Wake Forest by seven or UNC by 11. Um, you know, it's really not a terrible loss. I mean, they got uh, I've been talking about Liberty for the last several weeks, as we talked about it earlier on the pod. Um, you know, I, I think they're a little bit better than they are, you know, at four and three. Um, and I think this Virginia Tech Miami game is going to be a great game. Um I think Vegas also seems to agree uh, with, uh, you know, we see the the Canes being ranked nine, uh, Virginia Tech being a two-point favorite. So
1: do with it what you will. Exactly. Think do, of it what you will. No, I mean, yeah. It, you it's see it all the
0: time. Look, yeah. you know, there there are games out there um, where, where the lines are, you know, maybe seem skewed. Why is it that way? It happens all the time, it, you know. Vegas basically sets the lines for sharps, uh, public get in on it. Um, you know, most of the time they lose whatever it may be, but there's plenty of times that the sharps lose also. So, um, you know, you, you, we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess on Saturday, uh, I think it's a 12 o'clock game. So about
1: three
0: yep. f- o'clock Eastern time. We'll, we'll see what happens in this one. Yeah,
1: should be a good one. 12 Eastern, I mean, obviously, if you're Virginia Tech, I think you'd rather have this as a night game. Not sure how many fans, I haven't checked yet, they're going to be allowing in the stadium at this point. But, uh, yeah, weather should be good. It says sunny, high of around 60 degrees, so it shouldn't be too cold for Miami there. But, um, yeah, should be a good one. I mean, both teams can definitely score the ball. Miami, 34 points a game, good for 37th in the country. Virginia Tech, averaging 37 points a game, good for 24th in the country. So cannot wait for this one. Um, moving over to the nfl wags i mean there's a, a there's quite frankly a bunch of dud games this weekend on the card um, in terms of just team matchups right great betting opportunities but in terms of just good on good not a ton of that seahawks rams though is one that definitely caught my eye i mean huge game here in the nfc west rams come in 5 and 3 they're around a 1 point home favorite hosting the 6 and 2 seahawks the total's 55 seahawks on their second straight road game, of course, off last week's embarrassing loss to Buffalo as three-point favorites, they travel back across the country versus the Rams team, who's off a bye. Uh, they lost their last game at Miami, so they had to travel back as well. But they did have the uh, the uh, extra week with, with the um, with the bye there. As I mentioned, huge games in the standings here. If Seattle can win, they'll have a two-game lead over the Rams and potentially over Arizona. We'll see what Arizona does with their game against the Bills. But you know, something has to give here. I mean, Seattle comes in. The number one scoring offense in the NFL, 34.3 points per game, versus a Rams de- scoring defense which is second in the league, just allowing 19 points a game. Um, I will say this in terms of just situational handicapping, pretty good spot here for the Rams between the bye week, off the loss to Miami, back-to-back road games for Seattle, and matchup-wise, it's a decent spot, especially given Sean Mc- giving Sean McVay two weeks to prepare uh, against a. I'll just be nice, a horrendous. <laughs> horrendous Seattle secondary here. So, I mean, a lot of this is going to come down to Jared Goff protecting the ball nothing new there. But, I mean, the Rams, they've turned the ball over eight times since week four of this season, tied for eighth most in the league. Seattle, for as bad as their defense has been in the secondary uh, in terms of allowing points, they've actually forced seven turnovers since week four, which is tied for 10. So, m- between McVay... And sort of the game plan that you would assume is going to be a very good one against a weak Seattle secondary. A lot of this is going to come down to just Jared Goff protecting the ball here.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more, uh, hint, hint, after we uh, maybe discuss a little bit, um, a little bit about the Monday Night Football contest.
1: I like that, man. That that's what they call a tease in the business. That's right. There we go. Good job. Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, as we get to free plays, you'll be you'll be talking about that one. So, should be a good one. I mean, whenever you get to see Russell Wilson play the football, that's a good thing. And in terms of MVP odds, we talked about him quite a bit. I know you have a nice, either was it, eight to one ticket on him from preseason yes. to win the MVP. Uh, Patty Mahomes, man, he is he's he's making a charge. Russell Wilson's back down to like plus one twenty five plus money. Um, could be a good time
0: to get some, uh,
1: you know. Some shirts. rest?
0: Yes. Little, some shares of, uh, no, I was going to say some shares of Mahomes. Um, where would you say
1: Mahomes is right now? Mahomes to win the MVP is plus 200. Russell Wilson is plus 125. Aaron Rodgers, plus 350. And you know who's fourth on the list? At 22 to 1, which is basically they're saying it's a three-person race. Josh Allen, 22 to 1.
0: Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I think he uh, he obviously gets that big uh, leap there because of the Bills' recent win uh, last weekend against the uh, Seahawks. I think, you know, if you got the 800 ticket with Wilson, you know, there, there's no need to add any shares. You don't want to devalue the ticket. But, um, you know, with Mahomes at plus 200, um, you know, you can get two solid guys going into, uh, you know, the, the last half of the season – um, sitting pretty nice with plus money and, and a guarantee to win if one of those two wins. So um, do what you will with that.
1: Patrick Mahomes, twenty-five touchdowns, one interception. Incredible! <laughs> it's like uh,
0: so 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 good. Uh, you know, he just protects the ball. He knows when he's in trouble, just get rid of it. He can um, you know find his way out of the pocket, throw it out of bounds, throw it at the receiver's feet, take a sack, you know scramble and get out of it. He he's just that good.
1: I think Patrick Mahomes probably is the MVP. But that said, I mean you've heard the whole Russell Wilson narrative all year that he's never gotten a vote, and I think people probably just want to give it to him this year. So if it's at all close between the two, I think people will probably go with uh, with Russ. Um, yeah, I and mean, also Seattle,
0: you know, they 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 were expected to be okay, you know, maybe right. an eight and eight, and nine and seven team. The Chiefs, obviously, you know, defending the title and then being so good, so. Um, You know, maybe there's some some skew there why Russell may deserve it a little bit more. But you know what, we still got a pretty much a half a season left to play. And, and, you know, you don't you don't base this on on half of a, a resume. No,
1: Dalvin Cook moving up the war too, thirty-three to one. Know a lot of He's people so, that like he that is number. is so good. He is so good. Seven a year. Uh, all right, guys. Monday night football contest: two hundred bucks to the winner. I'm going to read off three questions for the Monday night game here, versus the Vikings versus the Bears. The first person to get all three correct gets two hundred dollars in site credit to therealmysteryseal.com. You can enter by DMing on Twitter your answers to myself or Wags, or email either of us ACL at therealmysteryseal.com or Cap Wags at therealmysteryseal.com. Here are the Questions. Question one Vikings minus two and a half versus the Bears. You take in the Vikings minus two and a half or the Bears plus two and a half. Question two Name the football player who will score the last touchdown in this game. Last touchdown in the game. Name that player. Question number three The total number of rushing touchdowns by Dalvin Cook. Total number of rushing, rushing touchdowns, not catching touchdowns, rushing touchdowns by Dalvin Cook. Get all 3 right, get them in first, 200 bucks in site credit, done, boom, no problem. Free play time Wax.
0: Free play time. I think you
1: nailed another one last week. You the Oklahoma over, correct?
0: Yeah, it's, uh That's right. Uh was that last week? I was
1: last it? week, man. Things Crazy. are all kind of just Things jumbled all, together lately, I know.
0: <laughs> all all screwed up. You know what? Let me see something real quick. Um if I can go back to my notes and check this out. Uh No, my free play was not. That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. My free play was the Seattle Buffalo over 55.
1: Just so many free play winners, man. So Uh, many. That's my mistake. They're they're just jumbled in my head.
0: They just blend together. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think I was two and one last week on free plays. uh, You know, I just keep giving out winners. We both do. Um, It's great. Obviously, the listeners, uh, you know, people on, on Twitter, all of our followers, all of our audience. Um, being able to take advantage of that uh along with our package plays so um you know we just continue to uh to, to make money and invest and, and continue that uh you know forge ahead if you will
1: uh, forge ahead do it the right way strong you know slow and steady sometimes when the wins the race max plays three no in college this year which is great so we 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 move along uh all right you do the honors my friend free right. play time. Yeah, Go. we
0: you know you you already touched upon a, a ton of the points um uh, on this game, but you know, as I hinted and mentioned, I, I like the game uh, Rams and the Seahawks. Um, you know, I, th- I think you know, Seattle 6 and 3, uh, ran or sorry, 6 and 2, Rams are 5 and 3. The Rams at home coming off a bye, off a loss. Uh, McVeigh having plenty of time to kind of prep for a divisional opponent in seattle who who just comes off a loss on the road east coast coming back west lots of travel and um i i just think you know to be honest i actually have the rams graded a little bit ahead of seattle even though the records are are different um you know my, my biggest question mark this year was the Rams and in general, how is their offensive line going to do um, that? They, they weren't playing so well last year. Uh, they, they've definitely improved and have been playing much better, giving Goff a little bit more time. And also, also McVay has kind of taken off some pressure from the offensive line and created much more, uh, you know, kind of quicker pass plays for Goff to get the ball out of his hands quicker, let his playmakers make some plays and they've been doing just that. So, um, you know that's why I like the Rams minus one. Uh, that is my free play this week. Rams minus one at home against Seattle.
1: Love it, love it. Some Sean McVay in pocket, never a bad thing. Off it of buy, especially. Um, my free play, guys. I'm sticking in the NFL as well. Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going over fifty one. Uh, look, I mean this Denver defense has continued to decline week after week. They're give they've given up thirty four. 30 and 43 points in their last three games. I see no sign of that trend not continuing this week versus a Raiders offense that really is starting to look like a top 10 unit here. Uh, I played the over last week in their game versus the Chargers. Derek Carr looking more and more comfortable throwing the ball downfield, especially on early downs, finally, uh, which is extremely important. On the other side of the ball, Denver's offense has been pretty sneakily high-paced Uh they are throwing the ball on offense 57% of the time, tied for eighth highest in the league. The Raiders have allowed 7.4 yards per attempt this season as well, which is tied for eighth worst. We saw last week in Atlanta, when this Denver team gets down, they start chucking the ball. They'll just throw, a throw, a throw, throw, especially in the second half there. So um, that's what they did last week, and I make this number closer to 55. So at 51, uh, I'm definitely going to go over here in the Denver-Las Vegas Raiders game.
0: Yeah, I lo- love it. I love it. I mean, uh, especially, yeah, like you said, last week, Locke throwing the ball a ton. Uh, Jerry Judy starting to make some big plays. So uh, definitely love that one.
1: Good stuff. All right, Wags. Again, the website is realmistracl.com. Masters is going on there. Should be an amazing sports weekend, guys. So definitely check us out there. And uh, of course, we're always available on Twitter. If you have questions, our DMs are open ask away we uh we certainly like the interaction and in any of the questions you guys have so uh, anything else wags, before we get out of here
0: that's it for me enjoy the masters enjoy college and pro football this weekend going to be a huge lineup so um schedule your weekend accordingly
1: indeed very good very good smart words there all right guys for wags i am acl good luck on all your plays and we'll talk to you same time next week